The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Host and moderator Bonnie D. Graham talks with the experts about how game-changing technologies can help you achieve financial excellence for your company. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Ah, yes. If you want to run with the Game Changers, you're in the right place. Today's buzz, GRC integration, uninitiated, living under a rock, that's governance, risk, and compliance. So here's the big question. Is your organization suffering from unintegrated GRC pain syndrome? I kind of made that up, but I think it exists. According to practitioners in the know, the most prevalent symptoms include nagging audit fatigue, effort duplication frustration, piecemeal GRC depression, and compliance silo isolation. If you're dreaming of a cure for your organization, take heart. There is hope. The experts speak, and what a great panel I have for you today. Starting off with Elizabeth McNichol from PwC, she quotes Sheryl Sandberg, who wrote the recently very controversial and interesting book, Lean In, Women Work, and the Will to Lead. And here's the quote. But the upside of painful knowledge is so much greater than the downside of blissful ignorance. Elizabeth will be with us in about two minutes, and she will tell us what she meant by that in relation to GRC integration. Also on the panel today is Tim Sheehy from Coca-Cola. Take a while, guess what's in his cup today, but we'll get to that later. He quotes John C. Maxwell, who's called the world's top leadership guru and a lot of other stellar accolades. And the quote from John C. Maxwell is, leadership is not about titles, positions, or flowcharts. It's about one life influencing another. Great quote. A lot of meat on the bones there, and we'll find out how that relates to GRC integration. And rounding out our panel today is Heike Fiedler-Phelps from SAP, and she quotes Margaret Atwood from the book The Blind Assassin. Here's the quote. Should is a futile word. It's about what didn't happen. It belongs in a parallel universe. It belongs in another dimension of space. Ooh, we'll go exploring that space with Heike Fiedler-Phelps in a little while. So join us for the next hour. Our topic today, integrated GRC, dream or reality? And I might add, in our lifetime. Quick question for my Game Changer listeners before I introduce my stellar panel. You know you have to do it, but it can be painful just thinking about how to harness your business's big data. Go to our show page on Voice America. World Talk Radio on the Business Channel. Look for the Coffee Cup logo. You know where to find us. Click any of the banners and go to a page with a lot of freebies, but I'd like you to look for the complimentary ebook on how to start eliminating the pain of big data. Now, let me tell you who's on the panel today. Elizabeth McNichol is a director at PwC and a member of the firm's IT and process assurance practice. She has over 13 years of experience providing corporate financial, compliance, and technical risk mitigation services, along with leadership experience in major business consolidation and SAP implementations. Welcome, Elizabeth McNichol. How are you today? Good. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Where are you calling from, Elizabeth? I am calling from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania today. 
Oh, we're almost neighbors. Okay, I hope it's nice and sunny and bright like it is here on Long Island, yes? Yeah, after a very rainy day yesterday, we see the sun. You got it, I know, and the sun's coming out just for our show, I'm convinced. And joining us today is Tim Sheehy, Senior Manager of Internal Controls for the Coca-Cola Company. Tim is currently providing management and influence over internal control activities for the company and its global franchise community. Welcome, Tim Sheehy. How are you? Great. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Your, your voice is so clear, Tim. I keep looking around to see if you're in the room here with me, so don't sneak up on me. Come come sit in front of me. Uh, Tim, where are you calling from today? Atlanta, Georgia. And weather forecast quickly. What's doing down there? It's okay. About a five. <laughs> okay. I think Elizabeth and I lucked out on our scale of weather weather reports today. And joining us on the panel, our third guest today is Heike Fiedler-Phelps. She is the global head of GRC Services and part of the SAP Analytic Services Group, a solution office to accelerate creation and adoption of innovative services and analytic services talent development. Welcome, Heike. How are you today? Thank you for having me. I'm very good. And uh, I have to tell you, I'm from the Pacific Northwest. I live in Olympia, Washington. And the best kept secret we have out here is that it actually never rains. We have another beautiful day of sunshine. Wonderful. I must tell you, Heike, I lived in Eugene, Oregon for many years, and, and it almost never didn't rain, so I'm glad to hear Olympia is out of that weather band. Now I'm going to go back into our opening. I'm going to pull apart your quotes, and let's see what you really meant. Our topic today is GRC integration, dream versus reality in our lifetime. So Elizabeth McNichol, you quoted Sheryl Sandberg, very much illustrious speaker and author today, and the quote is, but the upside of painful knowledge is so much greater than the downside of blissful ignorance. How does this relate to GRC, Elizabeth? Yeah, so this was um, this was a quote in a book that I read from Cheryl, and it really it was one of those things that jumped out at me as I was reading it, and I highlighted it, and I wrote it down, um, because it's really applicable to everything. In general, just the more knowledge you have, the better able you are to make good decisions, right? So if you consider that within GRC, it's really critical for companies to have access to the right types of information and the necessary information so that they can manage their GRC processes well and so that they have access to the right amount of data, really, to, to contribute to that knowledge. Okay. And how painful is it? How painful are we talking about here, the upside of painful? What do they say about no pain, no gain? Is that the idea? Uh, yep, exactly. And, and ignorance might be blissful for a, a short, fleeting moment, but um, it catches up to you. Not in the long term. Good, good, good quote. Thank you, Elizabeth. Tim Sheehy, Coca-Cola. Leadership, I love this. Leadership is not about titles, positions, or flowcharts. That's probably a blow to a lot of people to hear that, Tim. Truth, time, reality check. And John C. Maxwell adds in his quote, it is about one life influencing other. How many influencers do we have if we're going to be integrating GRC, Tim? Uh, really, we have we have one, and that's really the company's commitment to redefining a process to control its business. And with the GRC platform, we've been enabled to to create that level of transparency that we really haven't seen in the past, which has added a whole element of risk mitigation uh, around the access to SAP and the risk um, mitigation activities that can take place. And, and, and when you have a global company changing and, and motivating people to change and adopt uh, a standard uh, sustainable solution really is about influencing. So I thought that was very appropriate today. 
I think it is. And tell me something. How many people do you know in your position at Coca really understand that leadership isn't the title, the sign on the door, your place on the flow chart, what, what color the square is, that it's really a lot deeper than that? Is that something people are starting to get, Tim? Yeah, I, I think I think most people embrace the concept that at a certain point in your career, uh, to really be successful, uh, it's it's about relationships, and relationships, after all, really are about influencing to a certain extent. So I, I would hope the answer to that question is, is many of my fellow colleagues get that. Good, good to know. And I want to tell everyone that we're going to be using Tim Sheehy with Coca-Cola information as a kind of a case study on today's show. We're finding out what it's really all about in terms of the goal of integrating GRC, getting away from the pain, as I talked about, the unintegrated GRC pain syndrome toward the nirvana, perhaps we'll explore that later, of integrated GRC. And let's talk to Heike Fiedler Phelps now from SAP. Great quote from Margaret Atwood. Thank you, Heike. And the quote again is, should is a futile word. It's about what didn't happen. It belongs in a parallel universe. It belongs in another dimension of space. So let's go do our space travel now, Heiko. What, what do you mean in terms of in terms of integrated GRC? What should? Who is doing the should? I can see mommy standing there waving her finger at somebody saying, should is futile. Just do it, damn it. So talk to me. That's a great quote and from Margaret Atwood. Talk to me. Yeah, and I first have to explain a little bit why I had to pick Margaret Atwood. She is uh, my favorite author of all times, but she also has, throughout her literary works, a thread of lack of trust or a trust that turns out to, to not be justified. So disappointment, disillusionment, uh, a certain amount of gloom and doom, if you will. And in mm. terms of universes, and especially parallel universes, um, she, she often talks about uh, what could really go terribly wrong or what will go terribly wrong. Um, for enterprises that are looking at GRC, especially integrated GRC, I find that a lot of times uh, the um, massive amount of data that is generated by these organizations and by outside entities that is relevant is not really analyzed or is not available to the organizations in a way that makes sense to them. So assumptions are made and trust is is and to a certain extent has to be there, but uh, organizations neither have the visibility for the most part or the ability to quickly act when uh, something happens. So they think a certain incident may or may not occur. I'm originally from Germany. I spoke with a colleague this morning who talked about the horrible flooding that is going through his hometown and how the SAP office has been shut down. And, and he kept saying, this should not happen. This should not happen. And, uh, of course, coming from the integrated GRC world, I'm immediately going, where's the risk mitigation plan? You know, somebody should have assumed, should have assumed, somebody <laughs> was to assume that uh, this is a possibility and they have proper preparations in place. In fact, our office, our facility management, was extremely proactive and advised employees well in advance on how to avoid catastrophe, and they're also looking at how to help people individually as their properties are at risk, as their personal safety in some cases is at risk. So to me, should is a word we need to take out of our vocabulary. And we really, similar to what Etwood does, need to look at all the possible scenarios, even the worst-case possible scenarios. And we need to make sense of big data. You've mentioned big data. We have the tools available um, to look at uh, this massive amount of information and make it relevant. And information, for example, from accounts payable 
may be relevant for an entirely different group, and we have to make it accessible and interpret it in such a way that it makes sense. So we don't talk about should, but we talk about is, and we also then have the ability to take um, proper mathematical calculations to look at what will happen in the future, what are the most likely scenarios, rather than playing a guessing game. Thank you, Heike. A very, very good background on that. I have a question for the whole panel. We've got about a minute and a half till we have to go to break, and I know we haven't quite started our formal roundtable segment yet, but my question to each of you, and let's see what you each have to say, is, is GRC slash integrated GRC a dirty word? Uh, Heike quoted Margaret Atwood that should is a futile word. Is integrated GRC a dirty word? Is it something people don't want to have to deal with? They hide their faces, OMG, do I have to? Should I really? Uh, Elizabeth, quickly, what do you think? Is it is it something that people shy away from or hide away from? No, I don't think it's necessarily something that people shy away from, but I think it is something that people define in different ways. So a lot of people consider GRC and they think just technology. Um, and really when we talk about integrated GRC, we're talking about more of an entity-wide risk governance compliance process that's in place. So I just think there's a, a, a bit of inconsistency in the way it's interpreted. Okay, good. We're going to get into that when we start the roundtable. Tim Sheehy from you. Any thoughts on whether it's a bad a bad word, a bad concept, somebody saying, oh, my God, do I really have to in terms of integrated GRC? Where does it stand on the, the scale of 1 to 10, I want to, I should, OMG, I have to? What do you think? I think, I think human nature is, is, oh, my gosh, are you adding to my pile of, of overwork? And I think, I think unless the messaging is not spot on, unless the – the problem statement is not clearly defined, and the, the messaging behind that problem statement is not clearly aligned to the value add and, and why it's relevant. I think generally people will, will, will view it as a dirty word. So it's entirely up to, to how you, you know, quantify why it is you're doing it and, and what's your messaging behind it. Good. Thank you. When we come back in the roundtable, I think that's how we'll kick it off, is let's define what we mean by GRC and the integrated version that we're aspiring to. You're listening to Financial Excellence with Game Changers. We're live. It's Tuesday, June 11, 2013. Where is the year going, OMG? And I keep saying that because it's just such a hot topic. My panelists today are Elizabeth McNichol from PwC, Tim Sheehy from Coca-Cola Company, and Heike Fiedler-Phelps from SAP. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. We'll be right back. Don't even think of touching that dial, that app, that mouse, however you're listening to us. Brad, out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now. According to IDC, by 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase, an SAP company, offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com 
We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Comments? Questions? Send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the show at hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Financial Excellence with Game Changers. Welcome back, Game Changers. I'm speaking today to Elizabeth McNichol from PWC, Tim Sheehy from the Coca-Cola Company, and Heike Fiedler Phelps from SAP. We're going to start off this segment with you know what. What's in your cup today? Elizabeth, what are you drinking today, or what do you think you'd love to be drinking today? Well, what I'm looking at right now is probably not, hopefully not as interesting as the other panelists, but um, I've got a, a Starbucks coffee from about 6.30 in the morning, um, and I'm on the East Coast, so it's after 12 here with about oh two inches of coffee left in it that I think I've reheated about 10 times. So I think I'm finally done with the unfinished cup of coffee this morning. I think so. And if you could put something else in that cup, what would it be, Elizabeth? A fresh cup of Starbucks or something more interesting? I think it would be iced tea right now. Ah, and then I'd move myself outside to enjoy the weather. There you go. I agree. I'm going outside after the show. Tim Sheehy from Coca-Cola. Are there any surprises about what you're drinking? But what what kind, what flavor, what style of Coke is in your cup today, Tim? I'm staring at an icy cold Coca-Cola classic. Is there anything better than that? <laughs> I think I found a, a, a pack, a six pack of old fashioned Coke in the bottle, the regular size, consumer size bottles, not the big ones. A couple of years ago, I bought it for posterity. It's in my front closet. It's <laughs> just sitting there. I don't know what the heck I'm going to do with it. Maybe eBay wants it one of these days, but I just, I grew up drinking Coke. I hate to say every single day we went through cases of it. That's what we did. And I'm not telling you how old I am, but you can imagine that. That was before the sugar warnings. Don't go there, Bonnie. Thank you, Tim. And Heike Fiedler Phelps from SAP, what are you drinking today? Well, as a coffee nerd and living on the West Coast, I have sun-dried Ethiopian coffee from our local coffee roaster with some organic milk. And as everything in our house, there's probably some dog hair in it. And uh, <laughs> most importantly is what I'm drinking the coffee from, and that is by a dear, dear friend who is a master potter back in Germany. And she makes me a new beautiful cup every year just for me. And it makes every work day a happy day. Oh, that's a lovely story. And by the way, after the show, if you send me a mailing address, I'll send you what I hope will become one of your favorite cups as well, an official SAP Game Changers radio mug. It looks just like the logo. It's oversized. It holds a lot. Tim, you can have one, too, and so can Elizabeth. We have a few left on the shelf, and I'd love love that to become among your favorites. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for that. I appreciate that. Now let's go into our roundtable segment. We're going to kick off with Elizabeth McNichol from PwC. We're going to do some level setting here. What exactly are we talking about? What? How many definitions are there to GRC, first of all, Elizabeth? And when we talk about integration, how big or small, complex or simple is that pie we're trying to integrate? Tell me. Yep. So um, I think, like I said, there's probably a few different definitions. But mm-hmm. when I think of an integrated GRC program and I think of integrated compliance I guess there are a few attributes that an integrated program would have. So 
first is that it would really be an entity-wide compliance program. Um, it might not start off across multiple regulations. It might start with one or two regulations, but it would really be across the entity. Uh, the next aspect of an integrated compliance program really is that you're, you're driving to eliminate redundancy mm-hmm. and in the way that you execute controls or activities that are compliance-related. So whether it's leveraging a single set of integrated com- controls or it's um, trying to test controls, you know, testing once and then kind of applying to many to eliminate redundancy. Those are aspects of integrated compliance. We also define integrated compliance as it leverages technology. So technology is really critical because it's going to support the sustainability of the program. It's going to drive automation of your GRC program and of your controls, and it's also going to help you drive consistency across different regulations. Elizabeth, I know you also believe in a top, a combination of a top-down and bottom-up in terms of governance starting at the top going down, which I think you've just described, and control landscape bottom-up. Tell me a little bit about the, the bottom-up. Where do they meet, right in the middle, or does the control landscape have to come all the way back up to the governance at the top? No, they kind of meet at the process level. So if I, if I think about top-down, okay. right, I'm really thinking about that governance process that is put in place to kind of drive the overall compliance program, right? So what does it look like from a governance perspective? Mm -hmm. And then the bottom up is really the control landscape. So if I look at my different processes, sub-processes, and activities, how am I managing compliance and control-related information within those activities? And then how does it kind of bubble up to meet the governance program? Good. Thank you. Thank you. That helps a lot. Tim Sheehy of Coca-Cola. Let's do a little case study here, Tim. I know that's what you want to talk about. You mentioned to me before the show that Coke has not kept current with efficient methods, that current access to information and transactions represents risk. Talk to me about that, and then what's your definition? What are your goals in terms of integrating GRC at Coca-Cola? Tim Sheehy? Sure. For, first, first of all, um, the company has, has really defined the issues that exist on a global scale in our company with regard to our SAP systems, and that simply is is we haven't kept current with a methods, mm-hmm. both manual and automated, which allow us to create a level of transparency so that we're empowered in making decisions which really provide oversight and, and a preventive uh, risk posture. Mm-hmm. And and really, so 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 our definition and, and my definition certainly of an integrated GRC platform is is really just that it's it's how do I create a sustainable environment that is transparent across business processes down to the transactional transaction activity that empower the organization to know what they don't know when it, when is risk occurring and what do I need to do about that risk. And, and looking at it from a consolidated perspective, for, for us and for me, that, that really is, it's, it's a sense of transparency with regard to risk. Tim, I'm going to ask you a question you may or may not want to answer, but at what point were you made aware? Did you become aware? Did you see it clearly through the looking glass, if you will, that it wasn't happening, that GRC was not integrated, that you needed to do some work and create a better system, better processes, more efficiency. When did this? When did the pain start? I, I think a, a aha moment for everyone was mm-hmm. was external audit providing uh, issuing a report for um, 
for uh, the company around the access management. And, and quite frankly, there were risks that were identified. There were deficiencies that were identified. And there were conversations that were held with the audit committee on our board. And, and I will tell you that um, uh, it is no fun going in front of uh, folks mm-hmm. on, the, on the board. Um, these are very influential people in, in, our, in our world. Yes. And explaining to them that we're in the situation that we're in. So, yeah, I think it was somewhat apparent from uh, both internal and external audit capabilities. Very interesting. I, I want to just say to our audience, to our listeners, uh, we know you're listening to us on the business channel. We don't know what size company you're with, whether you're anything from a startup, from somebody with a gleam in your eye, you're going to have the next great product or service in any particular industry anywhere around the world because we know we're heard all over the place. I know of at least 40 countries that are, are listening to SAP Game Changers Radio. But even though Coca-Cola is a huge company, an established enterprise, a behemoth, if you will, what Tim is saying can impact any business of any size. Do you agree, Tim? You don't want to have that OMG aha moment. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. Think about the smallest uh, firm on the globe that may be producing car tires in Ethiopia, uh, for example. You know, that proprietor is is always going to be concerned about uh, car tires going out the door without, uh, you know, payment. And risk risk becomes very tangible. Um, and Coca-Cola is not anemic to risk. So quite frankly, if you are a public or private entity, uh, risk is important. And I think understanding your appetite for risk and creating transparency to mitigate uh, all of the situations that could cause bad things from happening Mm -hmm. uh, should be a part of your uh, strategic business model. Very well put. Thank you. And that's why I wanted to have you make that comment because we have a a vast listenership, uh, tens of thousands of people every month here on the show. But I don't want anybody to say, oh, it's Coke. It doesn't matter to us. It does matter. These are game-changing words of wisdom from all of our panelists. And let's bring in Heike Fiedler-Phelps from SAP to round out this segment of the roundtable. A couple of statements from you, Heike, before the show I'd like you to address. You say, if your GRC is piecemealed, Sounds like oatmeal to me. It's not working. But here's the kicker I'd like you to talk about specifically, Heike. GRC is often considered invasive. It's a challenge integrating your GRC programs into all parts of the business. And here's the key. This deters many organizations. Why? Where's the ouch factor, Heike? What are they so afraid of? Or is it just a bother to do it? Well, coming back to what Tim said earlier, it's part of human nature to be protective of your territory and to not want to have too many eyes watching what you're doing. You're good at what you're doing and you believe you're doing everything right. However, the big picture often presents a very different reality. And that's why individual business groups or owners are often hesitant, reluctant, and (laughs) very emotionally (laughs) against Uh, an integrated GRC approach because they do have to sometimes adjust the way they do business because it is better for the greater good. What's important is to help the individual group or uh, owner see the value, the benefit that they're getting from an integrated GRC. And I see a huge discrepancy between us talking at the very top level. I think Mm -hmm. everybody agrees that a holistic GRC program is beneficial. And then going down to how will this affect me as an individual? I'm an SAP user as much as I'm, you know, I'm an SAP employee. So I'm mm-hmm. the victim, if you will. <laughs> I'm a business owner. <laughs> um, I, I 
I'm a very reluctant um, end user, if you will. And often when change comes down and um, there is more transparency of what, what I do, I, I moan and groan just like everybody else does. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we have as an organization, the way we manage our people and the way we manage our IT initiatives, we've significantly changed the approach we've taken. And I want to take a little analogy. I, I helped manage a nonprofit for many years. It was yes. a 1,000 mile foot dog race in Alaska, goes all the way to Canada and back. And um, out in the wilderness at minus 60, uh, without any communication or whatever, you, you don't have the ability to. Um, have time to think or consult with others. When risk happens, you need to immediately take action. And I have learned tremendously from people out there who roll up their sleeves and see the greater good. They have the visibility into everything that is going on. Now, that's hard to translate back into a large organization, but Mm -hmm. we need to be able to see every part of the business in the interrelationships. I often reach out to groups that are not uh, exactly in my in my line of business, and I say, your work very much impacts mine. So again, as an end user, can I have some transparency into what you're doing? Luckily at SAP, we were very good at with our integrated GRC programs, but uh, years ago, that was often really difficult, and it hindered my ability to be effective. So I mm-hmm. think what we can do is help the individuals understand that some invasion happens but is there for a good reason and we need to involve them in creating the solution it cannot just be top down and i think elizabeth said that very nicely earlier she was talking more from an it perspective top down and then bottom up we put controls in place but i think she also implied we need to involve the people you know anytime you have an it initiative individuals are affected and at the end of the day it's it falls on the success of the individual in how far they embrace it. Um, When I first moved into consulting, I was in the financials world, and we did a rollout, and the auditors ended up, they actually didn't even have PCs. So I said, we've just wasted a lot of money and a lot of enterprise resources into rolling something out that isn't getting used. Um, just, Just for the principle of it doesn't make any sense. We need the end users to embrace the concept and be part of the solution. Thank you, Heike. Everything very well said. Uh, to, same to the entire panel. We're up against our halfway break. When we come back, I'm going to start a new segment of the show called True Confessions. I understand from Heike that something happened, a revelation 10 years ago around the word integrate and around the term GRC that made her decide GRC was her dream area to work in. We have to find out. Heike, I'm going to put you up first when we come back. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This is Financial Excellence with Game Changers. Integrated GRC, dream versus reality. So much more great information, insights, and expertise to share with you. We have Elizabeth McNichol from PwC, Tim Sheehy from Coca-Cola, and Heike Fiedler-Phelps from SAP. Don't even think of touching that app. We'll be right back. Brad, out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now. According to IDC, by 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. 
SAP and Sybase, an SAP company, offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Welcome back to Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Comments? Questions? Send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the show at hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Financial Excellence with Game Changers. And we have a new segment to the show called True Confessions. We're speaking right now to Heike Fiedler Phelps from SAP. And she said there was a moment in time 10 years ago when she decided that GRC was her, I quote, dream area to work in. Integrated processes, including GRC, will ensure there are no surprises for executives. Let's talk about this. When was this aha moment, Heike? You have to tell us. Tim is dying to know, too. Talk to me. <laughs> Well, it was not Coca-Cola. It was a client I visited about 10 years ago in Chicago, and I, I won't ever mention their name. And uh, I was working, as I said earlier, in the, in the financial area. And uh, I was explaining this specific process and, and module uh, within SAP, and um, it was part of the financial suite. And this very interested, very sharp um, team member who was one of the key decision makers on their uh, future IT strategy, um, looked at me and said, so where is the button so I can download all the posting data? And then I can, and she, I, I quote her, she used the word massage it before it gets re-uploaded and then actually gets posted. You don't <laughs> often find me speechless, but I was then. And I had just left um, Germany where I had run the ERP marketing program that we had, and we had just ran, done a big Sarbanes-Oxy conference in the U.S., and we had come out with, back then, a tool called Management of Internal Controls, and et cetera. And, and, and I just, I was so shell-shocked, and maybe it's part of my inner control freak, too, but I said, I've got to do something about this. This cannot happen. You, you cannot modify posting data and and just blatantly talk about this within an organization that this is acceptable. So I have since been on a mission and um, four years ago a management opportunity came up for me in the GRC world and I actually had other great opportunities but I decided to take this because I had for such a long time worked towards being in GRC and making the world a better place. <laughs> Very interesting. And, you know, when, when we named the title of the show, we chatted a couple of days ago. I think the three of us were on a prep call, and we came up with Integrated GRC, Dream versus Reality. I didn't realize at the time, Micah, that it was your dream, Integrated GRC and Correct GRC and Transparent and Truthful GRC is, in fact, your dream job. So happy to tie that all up in a nice, neat red bow. Elizabeth McNichol, Director at PwC and a member of the firm's IT and Process Assurance Practice, what's your take on the kind of case study that uh, Heike revealed without revealing the name of the client. Do you see this in your work? Is this a shock to you that this happened, massaging the posting data or wanting to? Um, I mean, it's, it's not a shock to me that, that it would happen. Um, luckily, I don't frequently see situations like that. 
Um, but most of the clients that I'm working with are already thinking about compliance and controls in some way, shape, or form. Um, so some of them recognize that they need to improve, and some of them are kind of ahead of the game and looking to make improvements before something like that would happen. Um, so luckily, and I'm thankful for it, I haven't seen many of those types of situations. Good, and hopefully people who are listening who might have wanted to do it will know, tisk tisk in advance, do not go there. I want to talk about the costs to an organization of not having integrated GRC. Tim Sheehy of Coca-Cola, you talked about not having access to information and transactions, and that was risk, risk evoking, risk averse. So what do you think would have been the cost to Coca-Cola other than what you, you talked about before in terms of the, uh, the outside auditors bringing it to your attention, having to go before the board? What are the costs to the organizations if you say, ah, what the heck, we don't really have to integrate. It's okay the way it is. We'll do the best we can. What, is the, what would the cost be? Can you project or predict that? Well, I think, I think certainly my CFO would agree with me. Um, I don't know what's the price of going to jail for uh, noncompliance. <laughs> Uh, we have legislation, quite frankly, that, that requires and mandates uh, certification of internal controls. So, um, you know, seriously, um, I, I, think, I think the cost has several components, and it's very difficult to quantify, but I, but I think everyone agrees that the, the inefficiency that, is, is, that comes with uh, a world of uh, no standardization uh, that comes with the, the environment where uh, you have multiple uh, avenues for uh, elevating uh, your risk, um, it, it almost is, is, is impossible to really know. I think if you look out at uh, CFE.org, for example, I think they say any organization is subjected to zero to five percent of uh, fraud at any given time. So. Um, there is certainly an efficiency equation. There's a, a, a quantifiable equation, which is the statutory audit fees the company uh, uh, pays it, its external uh, audit uh, partner. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things around reliance uh, that can, can save money in that space if, if you have a very well-controlled and documented environment. Uh, that can thus cut down on the fees for statutory services, and then also on the on the new endeavors, new functionality, new project side of the house. Um, it sure is easy to create and and amend new functionality. Uh, for example, if you purchase an organization a bottling or operation, for an example, and you have a a well thought out structured uh, uh, standard control model. Um, you are very uh, well adept to, to bring that environment in and thus uh, have a lot of efficiencies and scalability that can reduce your overall cost of uh, acquisition and, and integration. So I hope that kind of addresses the question for everyone out there. Yeah, I think it definitely does. Who wants to? I hear somebody. Go ahead. <laughs> Bonnie, that's Elizabeth. Um, I just yes, wanted please. to add to what Tim said because mm-hmm. when, when I go to clients and I talk about GRC um, and, and integrating GRC and developing the GRC program with the technology, one of the first questions that we always get is, well, it all sounds good, but, you know, what is the ROI, right? And so certainly there is ROI in cost avoidance, um, mm-hmm. but it's very difficult to quantify that often. But leveraging technology is one of the key drivers for driving some direct ROI, right? Whether it's in how you test access to your systems or how you test um, 
configuration in a system or automation in a system, and then just even in the, the governance of your GRC program, so how you run reports and how you manage different tasks that people are responsible for, mm-hmm. there is definitely direct ROI um, in an in integrated compliance program with a technology. Thank you, Elizabeth. Heike, Heike, I know you wrote a blog on this on April 26th called Speeding ROI from Your GRC Implementation. Talk to us. Uh, absolutely. And uh, actually, thank you for, for mentioning not the blog, but the speeding up, because uh, as Elizabeth was talking, I was envisioning the much-hated airline security checks. And uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what the brand names are. They vary from airport to airport. But uh, when you're a trusted party that uh, TSA has dealt with for a long time, you actually have the ability to access the fast lane. And if we look at trade compliance, for example, having an integrated GRC with all the transparency and the ability to establish excellent relationships with custom authorities, etc., you are better able to perform your core business. Your core business depends on the success of your integrated GRC or on that you have an integrated GRC. Similar to your reputational risks, with so much transparency in the consumer world, and I think Coca-Cola, by the way, is doing a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful job managing uh, their, their perception in the market, et cetera, compared to some of your competitors. Um, so your reputational risk, the perception of the consumer mm-hmm. demographics, with how they see you as a company and how you deal with elements such as fraud or anything that has ethical value or talks about the integrity of your enterprise influences your core business success. And at the end of the day, we are interested in protecting and improving business success. Thank you. Thank you. And and I want to take it to an, an even a different level. I don't know if it's a higher level or a better level, but uh, something I got some notes from Heike before the show I wanted to bring to the panel's attention. Heike says, empower the user community to do their job better while ensuring, of course, that you limit risk and exposure. Show them their individual value. Be innovative and value-oriented. What about that, I won't call it emotional, but that collaborative community ethics that you will bring hopefully in a ripple effect through the organization to say, be part of this. Uh, Heike, since this was your comment, do you want to address it? And then I'll ask Tim and Elizabeth both to chime in, please. Absolutely. And I, I would like to quote SAP again, not as a software provider, but as a, but as a company who takes their values and our passions very seriously. We not only have a very successful integrated GRC program, but we also engage all of our employees. We not only allow each one of us to see the value, but we get buy-in on our values and our passions. And everything we do in our business, we relate back to that. And so the engagement of the individual as well as the various business groups is greatly improved. I mentioned earlier a design thinking approach that allows us mm-hmm. to think outside of the box and have the user communities provide really valuable input, relevant input for their own sake into the design of programs. And that means that they have a greater sense of ownership. They know which part of our strategy, our values, and our passions they tie into. And we generally find, find we have an extremely high percentage of employee engagement. And so I see that as a success story. Now, this was not an easy road, and it wasn't a quick road, um, but we've had a very consistent pursuit of that road, and I think that's what's, what's also made it successful. Everybody feels that their voice is heard, they have their input, and they know why we do it. That's because they believe in it, they all participate. Thank you, Heike. Tim, have you found the same thing in what you're doing with GRC integration at the Coca-Cola company? 
Absolutely, absolutely. So we at the Coca-Cola Company define shareholder value in terms of cost management, revenue growth, uh, expectations in the marketplace around external factors like what are we doing with, with water preservation, uh, asset efficiency, how well are we, we working um, with our PP&E efficiency or our infrastructure, um, and then, of course, productivity and execution of effectiveness. And in, in defining our shareholder value, we, we have, have determined that everything we do each and every day must be aligned to uh, our, our – we, we call them the six Ps, the productivity, profit, people, planet, and portfolio, mm. and partners. So, so really, um, people, when we talk about our GRC implementation, people are at the center of it. And, and when we when we standardize a process and we implement the SAP access control capabilities inside of the GRC solution, we're really driving engagement with people, engagement with the business stewards for approving access or the role approvers, um, and people really are an integrated part of understanding why and how is GRC in an integrated fashion adding and contributing to shareholder value, and it's, it's very clear in our company. Thank you. Sounds very powerful. We're just at break time, but Elizabeth, do you have a 30 seconds you want to add to this conversation before we go to our break? Sure, just a quick 30 seconds. Um, yeah. so I just think one other thing to add is that in terms of value, if people understand what their job responsibilities are as it applies to a GRC program, and they understand how that specific responsibility adds value and is important to the overall process, I think it really helps get buy-in from everyone. It gets people excited about it. Good. Thank you very much. And you know what? It's time for our final break here on Financial Excellence with Game Changers. I'm still Bonnie D. Graham speaking with Elizabeth McNichol, Tim Sheehy, Heike Fiedler Phelps. Great panel, great discussion. Integrated GRC dream versus reality in your lifetime. Sounds like it's the best medicine for your company, regardless of the size. When we come back, my three esteemed panelists will be taking out their chamois, polishing off the crystal ball. We're going to be talking about what they see in the future in the next five years by 2018. What will integrated GRC look like or will it be so pervasive taken for granted we won't even be talking about it don't even think of touching that app we'll be right back brad out from the boardroom to you voice america business network The time for enterprise mobility is now. According to IDC, by 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase, an SAP company, offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Comments? Questions? Send an email to bonnie.d.gram 
at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the show at hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to financial excellence with Game Changers. Here we are, here we are, and let me give a quick reminder to my Game Changers listeners. You know you have to do it, but gosh, business big data can just be painful. Go to our show page, click on any banner, look for the coffee cup on the business business channel on Voice America, World Talk Radio, and look for a complimentary ebook on how to get started eliminating the pain of big data. Now it's time for Crystal Ball. Let's start out with our first guest in the order in which we started, Elizabeth McNichol, PwC. What do you see coming ahead for five years, or can you go that far out, Elizabeth? Yeah, I actually was just thinking about uh, the five-year Crystal Ball, and I think that my predictions would be probably I would think in the next three years, maybe three to five okay. years. Um, but really what we're already starting to see is that there's definitely this demand that GRC-type activities not be kind of cost-absorbing functions, right, that there's a demand that they become value-added activities that are really integrated into the day-to-day function of what an organization is doing. So because they've got to shift for value to value-add, um, the use of technology in these GRC processes is starting to make information, and I'll go back to kind of my quote on knowledge, but information mm-hmm. is knowledge, right? And technology is really starting to make large amounts of information avalu- available in ways that it was never available before. So I think if I look in the crystal ball, three to five years from now, we're going to see companies um, – one, more pervasively leveraging technology in an integrated compliance program. And two, they're going to be leveraging data from their systems, whether they be financial systems or operational systems, in ways that help better drive the business and add value to the business. Okay. Thank you very much, Elizabeth, from PwC. And let's turn to Tim Sheehy from the Coca-Cola Company. Oh, do we usually, do you usually use the full word Coca-Cola Company? I've been very careful not to say at Coke today. But Tim, how does the company prefer to be called? It's quite all right. Whatever's easy. We're here on the program today to talk about GRC. <laughs> That's fine. That's a sh- short for a big topic. So, Tim, what do you see coming down the pike? Can you go out five years for me for what GRC is on its way to becoming at the Coca-Cola company? Absolutely, since I'm such a terrible predictor of reality in the future. <laughs> uh, I want to come back to shareholder value in the, in the pillar of people. And, and, and we've heard it today on the show. If we are successful in describing to end users throughout our organization that they will have more time to focus on the sweet spot, which is doing their job, which is doing what they do best, Mm -hmm. by leveraging the capabilities that GRC can automate and that we can somehow integrate more technical components to mitigate Mm -hmm. our, our risk exposure and and create an environment where we free up that time, I think people will obviously be more, become more productive and potentially create a demand strategy for more of a GRC throughout our organization in terms of a risk and compliance capability. So for me, it's, it's really about how do we educate that, that end user that we can use this platform to create more time in your day to do what you should be doing. 
Mm-hmm. And to buying in to do it the best you possibly can. Tim, do you think in five years we'll still be talking about the challenges of GRC integration? Will it already be an achievement? Coca-Cola Company and other big companies will already have embraced, have achieved, be just standard fare. This is what we do. This is how we do it. No question about it. Or will, will we still be on the way to achieving it? What's your thought? It's all about scalability and and it's all about appropriateness and in, 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 in what I mean is there's a cost associated with uh, the most tightly controlled environment. Um, it's it's continuously knowing what is the right balance, how do we strike the right balance, and I really believe that if if you present a risk and compliance program in the entity such that everyone feels like they're an integrated part of it and it's it's adding more time to that individual's day so they can be productive doing what it is that they do best and their skill set allows them to do and offer value it's going to create a natural demand that will will most likely pull it into you know we should just call it SAP SAP has the ability to do all things and GRC just happens to be one of those things Okay. Thank you very much for your thoughts and sharing your predictions. I shouldn't follow your stock tips. Is that what you're trying to tell me, Tim? Not, not a good predictor? Not a good predictor. <laughs> okay. I'll call somebody else. Heike, maybe you have some good stock tips after you give us your predictions for integrated GRC in five years. Will we even be talking about it, Heike? Oh, absolutely. And I am going to separate myself now from Margaret Atwood's doom and gloom. Uh, I have a much more positive outlook. In 2018, I believe that having instant access to structured and and unstructured data and making immediate sense out of it will be the norm for for everybody and uh, for a few that are left behind, maybe not, along with using complex algorithms to accurately predict future developments. So, Tim, there there is hope and help for you. Uh, Many organizations will have used that opportunity to get more transparency into their risks, and they will proactively manage not just GRC but overall because they have that transparency. And these are the businesses we will see thrive. Others, they will still struggle with managing holistically, and they will just continue playing catch-up initiative by initiative, losing momentum that they instead could use to focus on business growth. Transparency will, will it already today influences greatly consumer behavior, but at, in 2018, no, no organization will be able to hide any hiccups. Innovation and design-oriented thinking will allow the leaders to stay ahead of the game and use technology available to support their business and their vision. And these will be the companies whose brands we will be most influenced by. And I'm sure Coca-Cola will be one of them. I'm sure they will. We want to keep drinking that good stuff. We certainly do. And it's now it's time for my predictions. Just need a couple seconds for this. You're listening to Financial Excellence with Game Changers next Tuesday, June 18th. We're going to be talking about another critical topic, the last mile of reporting, staying in control. You all know what that means. We'll be talking to another stellar panel on June 25th, the series wrap-up on finance transformation. This is just a 13-week mini-series, but we have had wonderful guests, very smart. Smart people, very critical topics. So delighted to have this on our Game Changers radio franchise. And tomorrow, Wednesday, well, of course, I'll be hosting Coffee Break with Game Changers, our flagship show. June 12th, tomorrow, HR on Alert, Part 2, Talent versus Skills Paradox, Leadership in the Headlights, long title. You don't want to miss this. June 19th, the importance of the IT professional brain. No snickering out there. There is an IT professional brain. Innovative technologies will fail without it. And June 
June 26 Enterprise Mobility Enablement Part 2 continued from our February 20th show. I want to thank my very special guests, Articulate Smart. Thanks for sharing your expertise, your insights, your predictions. Elizabeth McNichol from PwC, thank you. Tim Shee from The Coca-Cola Company, thank you. Heike Fiedler-Phelps from SAP, thank you. And shout-outs to Aaron Hughes, Malcolm Kimberlin, Tweeter Extraordinaire, Michael Lords, Brad, of course we love you, and the Business Channel team. Now put your seatbelts on. Here's Bonnie's call to action. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. Signing off for Financial Excellence with Game Changers. Talk to you tomorrow on Coffee Break. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run business is run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to hashtag SAPRADIO and join host Bonnie D. Graham again next Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, here on the Business Channel, wishing you a game-changing week.